You're listening to Chris and Dad Play Games. I'm John. And I'm Chris. And Chris, tonight, what's the game that we're playing? We're playing a game called Crypt. No, not Tales of the Crypt, just Crypt. <laughs> There's no Crypt Keeper that goes, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> so, what type of game is Crypt, Chris? Well, it's another bidding game that on Kickstarter... Or it was on Kickstarter. I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 another independent company that that uh, funded their their game through Kickstarter. Um, this is Road to Infamy Games. Um, Crypt plays one to four players, ages fourteen and up, in twenty five minutes. Uh, it comes in a tarot sized box, which is a really nice box. I mean, it's a beautiful box. It's got some embossing on it. Um, it, it's really uh, outstanding, and it was a, a low price on Kickstarter. I think it was like $9 or something like that. Um, one thing that I was a little dis- a little disappointed in is when I see a tarot-sized box, I would love to see tarot-sized cards, but I understand that they need space to put the regular-sized cards and then uh, put the dice in there. Yeah. So what type of game is Crypt, Chris? Well, Crypt is... A bidding game, a bidding just like game, the last one, kind of like an auction game. It's mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a simple auction game, but this has a very interesting and unique mechanic that I've never seen. It uses both cards and dice. Each player is given um, a color, and uh, uh, there's purple, green, red, and black, and you get three dice in your color, and those dice are your workers. Um, so it's got some element of a simple worker placement in there. Um, but what you do, you, you bid with your dice. You don't roll your dice to see what numbers you get. Uh, you, you can put the dice on any numbers when you bid for all these, all these, you're bidding on various treasures that are in the king's, the king's tomb, the king's crypt. And there are different bonuses that you get. There's six different colors of, you know, it's, it's a set collection game. You know, most auction games tend to be set collection games. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and uh, there are bonuses that, that you can get from, but the, the bonuses are not like the first person to get two red treasures grabs that bonus, but everybody that gets two or more red treasures grabs that bonus. Um, there are six different colors of treasures. <clears throat> and the way that you bid, you can put the dice on any number from one to six. You know, So the question becomes, why wouldn't you always put it on six? Well... Because after you bid, then you're going to roll your dice, and if it comes up with a lower number than what you bid, then your workers become exhausted. You've overworked your workers at that point. And so, and so then, on your next turn, you have the choice of do you put out the remaining one or two workers that you have left, or do you use your turn to collect your workers back? So it's a very interesting push and pull that way because you're always concerned how many of my workers do I have available and there's some luck to it also. There was one time where I put out a six and I thought sure I was going to lose that worker and then I rolled a six on it so I got it back. (laughs) So there's definitely a a good element. There's a press your luck element to it Um, but this is a this is a way I've never seen an auction game. I've never seen any game done like this you know but it's a very clever way to do an auction game. What did you think, Chris? I think it was pretty fun. Like, you bid higher, it means you're probably going, you're more likely to get that item, but you're also more likely to 
exhaust your workers and have less money available or less worker work work available for next round. Yeah. So we played this with two players. It plays one to four. I would imagine that uh, it gets pretty crazy as, as you get more and more people because you only have three workers no matter what. You only have three dice no matter what. Um, but you put out more treasures each round with more players. There's there's more cards that you put out, so it does even out uh, that way. So the type of auction it is. So so some people are going, well, John, what type of auction is this? I mean, I, I know all sorts of auction games. It's a once around auction. So for those of you that don't know the terminology of of auction games, a once around auction means that everybody gets one chance to bid. So you have two cards. You have a leader card. That's the first people, the first person to put out their bids. And there's going to be, um, depending on how many people you play with, there's there's going to be uh, there, the number of of cards that are out in order to bid on are equal to the number of players plus one. Okay. Um, and so if you have three dice with a two player game like we were playing, there were only three cards out there, so we could put one die on each of the three cards. But then the other person gets a chance. And so, so the leader plays first, and then, and then the second player gets a chance to come in and outbid. Now, in the two-player game, the, the leader is also the last to bid. But if you have the card that says lights out, which is you know the last one to leave the crypt, turn the lights out, you know what I mean? Um, but if you have that card, that means you're the last one to bid. But you can only bid on one card. Now, how do you do it when you have three dice? How do you only bid on one card? Well, you put multiple dice on. But when you put multiple dice on a card, they all, all the dice you put on have to have the same number. So, for instance, if Chris put a six on one and I wanted to outbid that, um, I could not put two threes because that's not a higher bid. I could put two fours because that's higher than a six. Or if Chris had one that was two threes, which makes a six, um, I could not put a single six. But if he had one that was two twos that he put out, um, then I could put a single five in order to outbid that. So, so why would you want to put two twos instead of putting one four? Well, because when you roll the two twos, you, the only way you can lose one to exhaustion is if you get a one. Whereas if you have a four, you got a 50-50 chance of that guy being exhausted. You know? mm-hmm. So there's a lot of, in this very simple mechanism, there's a lot of thought that goes into it. I really appreciate this mechanism, and I think it, I think it makes for a, a very interesting game. Very, it, it's still very light, um, but there's a lot of choices in a 20-minute game. Do you have any other thoughts on the game, Chris? Not really. What would you want to uh, rate? The, oh, other aesthetics of this game. We, we talked about how the box is fantastic. The box is gorgeous. The dice are nice, but they're regular six-sided dice. You know, there's not, there's not a whole lot of ways you can mess them up. Although, I have seen one game where they did mess up six-sided dice. You remember in our copy of Biblios? Yeah. What's wrong with our copy of Biblios? So, with one of the dice, there's... Just standard six-sided dice. Just white dice. Yeah. With, with one of the dice... There's two of the same number on it. It doesn't go one, two, three, four, five, six. It goes one, two, three, three, five, six. (laughs) (laughs) How do you make that mistake on plain old dice? So I shouldn't say it's impossible to mess up dice. You can mess up dice. <laughs> and really for, for the game Biblios, it's another auction game that plays with cards and dice. It's, it's, a, very, it's a very good game. Um, excellent, well-crafted game. But uh, it's very significant in that game because the dice are used to show how many points a particular type of card is worth. And so not having a four makes a huge difference in that game. <laughs> Especially since with most six-sided dice... 
and the three and the four are on opposite sides. But in that game, there were two threes on opposite sides of each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was just bad. Um, okay, so so the production value of this game is, is pretty good as far as the, the box goes, and the dice are nice. The cards are of good value. The artwork is not fantastic. The artwork is okay. Um, it, it plays out. It plays out well. I mean, but most of the artwork is, you know, this treasure. You got an Aladdin's lamp. You got a Persian rug. Um, you got a crystal bowl. You've got a tiara. So, there, so I mean, there's only so much you can do with the art. The graphic design is fine. You can understand what's going on in the cards. Um, if if I had to give it for production value, if I had to give it one knock, um, it would be for the artwork. It is it, I would like to see the artwork be a little bit better than this. Um, but it is functional. Uh, there are also some variations that come in this game that I'm eager to try the variations, and I'm eager to try this game with, with more than two players. I think it's a very good game. I, I enjoy this game very much. Um, I'm, going, I'm going to give it four dead kings out of five, <laughs> and, and I think that this is one that will last in our collection. I, too, would give it four graveyards out of five. Four <laughs> graveyards out of five. Yeah, it's kind of weird raiding the crypt, but, I mean, it's, it's, it's a set collection game. It's, the, the theme doesn't really matter that much. Okay, so, Chris, where can people find you? Well, I have Facebook and YouTube, and I make silly stuff on both. And Chris Weldy. Yeah. Chris Weldy on Facebook or YouTube. Okay, and my name is John Weldy. I've got a couple other podcasts that I do. One of them is called Reclaiming Christianity, um, which is about Christianity, but not that kind of Christianity. And uh, uh, another one, we, we don't like Donald Trump. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, man, somebody's going to hate on that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, and the other one is called Drum Corps AF, uh, which is a... a, a podcast about the drum bugle core activity chris do you have something random you would like to say at the end of this podcast i think you've used that before have you're, i you've got to come up with more random you're running out of random this is a crypt <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you for listening lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details